RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Tina Deskovich has a long record of fighting for students and parental rights in Florida and at a national level. She was elected to the Brevard County Florida School Board in 2016 and selected by her peers in 2017 to serve as vice chairman and chairman in 2018. There's actually a bit of a list there. We could go through it, but she's probably, um, well, she's well known. And this is why we're interested in talking with Tina uh, as co-founder of Moms. That's how they say it there. Moms or Mums, as we say it here, for Liberty. Tina, welcome to our radio station. Thanks for making some time all the way from Florida. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. I love when we get foreign uh, requests for interviews, and I really enjoy doing them, speaking with people around the world, because it's remarkable how many issues are the same everywhere. Okay, let's start on that. Um, is that a coincidence, do you think? Same everywhere? Uh, I don't really believe in coincidences. I don't know if you do. Uh, no. I think they're... I think there's an insidious plan. Uh, you know, can I pinpoint where it started? Who's doing Please. it? Who's behind it? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I can't do that. I, oh, I know okay. in the United, I, I know hoping. in the United States. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You, we all would like to know exactly. Um, you know, it's evil. We know that. Yeah. Uh, it's wrong. We know that. In the United States, it's being driven by radical leftists. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. You know how how it's playing out in other countries, but it's remarkable that it's happening, and the same things are happening in other countries. You can look to uh, Project 2030, I think it is. If you want, you know, if you want to go to the World Economic Forum, if you want, you know, you can look at the United Nations, uh, what the what they've put in line, what they would like to see for children. Uh, There's it's it's very it's it's all um, it's all playing out in all the countries. But how that looks in each country is a little bit different. And who's caring? It's sort of nuanced, right? It's nuanced for the culture and the. And, and the content. But it's it's being carried out in, in a ground game fashion in different countries in a little bit different ways. Same result. You, you use the E word, the evil word. Why is it evil? A few reasons, in my opinion. One, um, it's targeting children. It's targeting the innocence of children. Uh, and it's working to uh, destabilize families. Uh, which has been the bedrock of strong civilizations for thousands of years. Um, And ultimately it's working against individual freedom and against liberty. And uh, in my opinion, if you're fighting against liberty and freedom, uh, you are evil. How do you think uh, like institutions are co-opted? Because, I mean, we're going to talk about school, obviously. And at some point, what, all the teachers, all the school administrators, all the school or education policy makers became a particular sort of person? I don't ever like to say all. I have friends that are teachers. I know good teachers. Uh, Some people go along to get along. Uh, Some people don't have any idea really what's happening. Uh, But this has been going on for decades in the United States. And it's been very, uh, it's, it's, it's been very clear how how it rolled out. So first, they captured the teachers' colleges so that they trained the teachers with a lot of these ideologies uh, to be accepting and open to them. And then when those teachers graduated, 
they took jobs in schools. And so they started teaching these things. And now, you know, we are several decades into this. And what we've seen in America is, you know, I think it all came to a head in 2020 with riots in the streets, the pulling down of our founding fathers statues. Uh, literally, uh, you know, for a while, it looked like our civilization might be completely crumbling. Luckily, organizations have popped up, people have stood up and are starting to really push back against this nonsense uh, before it's too late. What sort of issues does your group focus on specifically? And and, and tell us why. So Moms for Liberty is a national nonprofit organization in the United States. Both Tiffany Justice and I, she's my co-founder, we're former school board members. And in the United States, uh, those are elected positions. People voted for us to oversee our school districts. My school district, for example, has almost 100 schools in it, uh, 75,000 students, 9,000 employees. It's a really big, uh, a really big entity to try to manage and oversee. But uh, in America, education is supposed to be driven by your local community. Uh, you know, we have laws in our state in Florida that when we adopt a new textbook, you have to put it out in the public several times uh, before you can adopt a textbook to teach children. You have to give people, I literally, as school board chair, I'd have to hit the gavel and say, does anyone want to speak or have concerns about this book we're about to adopt? So we take that that whole system very, very seriously. And so um, Moms for Liberty, our, our mission, um, what we saw happening, let me back up just a little bit. Tiffany and I served from 2016 to 2020, and we like to say we saw behind the education curtain. But what we saw was A, uh, parents, and especially conservative parents, were neglecting public education. Parents were not getting involved. They may be showing up at the classroom to bake cookies and cut out paper strips, but they were not getting involved in in the higher level decisions. They were not getting level in the, the policies being made. Can and I ask so, you, was that because they didn't want to or that they were shut out or the process was difficult? Because you'd, you'd, you'd want to be in there, wouldn't you, as parents? I think there's a couple things. Uh, one, education system, they kind of have their own edu speak their own culture. Uh, they've been around for a long time. There's a lot of acronyms. It's intimidating, all of those things. Two, uh, on, on a much bigger scale, uh, conservatives in America in general kind of gave up on public education decades ago. They have just turned it over to radical liberals. They said, we're going to go fight for school choice. And um, School choice is great. I support a parent's right to pick to pick what school their kids are going to go to. Uh, we also allow tax dollars in a lot of states to follow the kids. They could go to a private school or a charter school. Um, but but conservatives said that's the only solution to fix some of the education problems. And uh, because of that, uh, they have just left 80% of American students in the education system to radical liberals. And they just don't show up and they don't care. They don't get involved. They didn't care about the elections. They let teachers unions dominate the elections. And so teachers unions were running their candidates, getting elected to serve in these positions that were supposed to be parents and oversight in the community of taxpayer money. But now you have teachers union negotiating with teachers unions on salaries and everything else. And so they've just been dominating everything, the curriculum, the the tax funds, everything for a very long time. And the teacher unions are connected to the left side of 
politics, obviously, right? And um... 100%, yes. It is so bad in our country with the teachers unions being radically liberal now that, um, so they have their summer conventions, our national teachers unions. So the National Education Association and the American Federation for Teachers, those are the two biggest unions in our country. They have hundreds of millions of dollars and they get together in the summer and have their, their com- conferences and conventions. And when you look at their agenda, there's literally nothing about education on there anymore. It's they, they are they're talking about abortion. They're voting on what what America should do about Israel. They are all of these things. But in America, two thirds of American fourth graders are not reading on grade level right now. The NAEP scores, which is a global test um, this past year, show that edu- that um, math scores in America are the lowest ever and reading scores are the lowest since the 1980s. Yet our two biggest teachers unions aren't discussing education or how they're going to fix this problem or teach kids to read at all. How do you explain that? I think that they're, they're um, they don't care about kids. I hate right. to say that. They yeah. just don't care about kids. They care about there's they're they're radicalized. They care about the issues, the social issues. They want kids to be social justice warriors so they can grow up and fight for the social issues that that they want to fight. Um, they care about teachers union issues. They care about they become radicalized in this teachers union system that they just want to protect the 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 entity of public education more than they care about individual kids and developing them. And now I, I want to say that's not all teachers. Again, I yeah. know teachers are good people, but the unions, the entities that have the hundreds of millions and billions of dollars and, and have uh, and, and in some states take dues from people without their permission by law, they have to join and they, they, they can just take their money out of their paycheck. It's it's really a horrible system. Um. Okay, you said it'd been building for what a couple of decades, but the last three years—I mean, I've been watching from here, and uh, and speaking of the teachers' unions there, I, I think there was one particular woman who was the you know the head of that or out front of that, very strong on mask mandating for COVID and and the jabs and all of that. So, yeah, there's been the last twenty years, but it's like been on turbo for the last two or three years, right? Because they've been exposed. So lessons, you know, schools shut down. Teachers unions were front and center to shut them down and keep them shut. The Los Angeles Teachers Union in California literally put out their list of demands. This is a year, a year later. Kids have been out of school in Los Angeles for a year. And they put out a list of demands saying they needed to defund the police before they were willing to sign a contract to open schools back up. You've got to be kidding me. Do you care about children? Do you care that they have been home for a year and that they are now already a year behind? No. And you're talking about Randy Weingarten, probably. She is one. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. one despicable woman who fought to keep schools closed, who was in the White House fighting to keep schools closed. And now you go all over her social media and she's like, oh, I don't know who those people were who were trying to keep schools closed. And I want to just hold up a mirror. It's all on videotape. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. People just post below it. Like, here's you saying schools needed to be closed. So what happened? COVID, you know, parents are home. The lessons are streamed into the kitchen table. Parents are seeing what's being taught. It's not impressive. And some of it's Mm. downright despicable. Oh, so they could backfire. They could actually backfire doing it that way. Yeah, and so they, yeah, exactly. So, but it got worse because then parents went down to their school board meeting to complain about what they saw and school boards were like, we've never had anybody in here complaining before. We don't like this. So they shut off their microphones, which is illegal in the United States of America. And also makes people really angry when you shut off their microphone and they're 
telling you how concerned they are about their child. How do they explain, you know, that sort of censoring? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty obvious or radical. Like, switch, just switch the mic off. And the, what are they saying? We don't like what you hear, or we're fe- feeling threatened, or, or all, all the above. Any excuse you can come up with. Um, you're not allowed to say anything mean mean to anybody on the school board and that's our policy so we're going to shut your mic off there's lawsuits all over the place still that are pending and being um appealed all over the u.s from the covid time period of what happened uh we don't like what you're saying uh you know we feel threatened then they just started locking the doors to school board meetings again illegal um then they started putting them on zoom literally in california they did not sit there was a school board member that was conservative on one of their school boards and they didn't send him the the link because they didn't want him participating he's an elected member of the school board and they were not sending him the links to the school board meetings so he couldn't participate in the meetings because they were still doing homes it was really really despicable the things that were going on during covid with school districts that um link the political link because you mentioned that the woman the name you you mentioned her but i I can't remember uh the woman that you mentioned by name yeah that's the one at the White House, in and out of the White House. Didn't you also have your Attorney General or Department of Justice or FBI or, or one of those agencies also kind of identify grumpy parents who might turn up at a school board meeting with a few complaints as almost like terrorist-level Oh, you know, you have no idea. Or, you have no idea what they've done to us. So we've grown from two moms in Florida in two and a half years. We are in um, 47 of, of 50 states in America. We have 300 chapters, which cover each chapter covers a county. We have 120,000 moms on the ground, part of our organization now. And we took 275 school board seats last year away from the teachers union. So we are a force to be reckoned with. Wow. So when I... When I tell you that the United States government has unleashed its full power against us, I am not over-exaggerating. It started with um, the National School Board Association, uh, and it's been shown now through records requests that they were colluding with the Biden White House because they were very concerned about parents showing up at school board meetings. Then they pulled in the Department of Justice, who directed the FBI uh, to make phone calls. And they called some of our moms after a school board meeting and said, you know, why were you at a school board meeting? Are you mentally stable? Do you own a weapon? And by the way, don't uh, don't let anyone know that. How did they know who to call? Because when you go to a school board meeting here, you walk in and most of them have a policy that you say, hi, I'm Susie Q. Right. Uh, I live in Montgomery County. I'm a resident of this community and I want to speak to you about my son, Johnny. And so you know who they are. And it turned out like in, uh, I think it was in Michigan, Minnesota, I can't remember. One of the school board members actually called the FBI because they opened up a tip line and they opened up a threat tag for parents. That's right. A threat tag. Yeah. A threat tag. Yeah. To tag off parents that were showing up at school board meetings. And then the FBI members were actually calling, um, you know, it backfired on them. We went public with it. Uh, my my co-founder, Tiffany Justice, went and spoke in front of Congress for an investigation for it. That backfired. So next up is the Southern Poverty Law Center, which visits their chief person, visits the White House six times, we know now, in the three months preceding their declaration of us as an anti-government extremist group. So now, you know, they're throwing that at us, which also is backfiring on them. It helped us raise $350,000 in like 48 hours because of what they did to us. So that's backfiring. You know, they just, they are launching attacks every which way to Tuesday to try to neutralize us.
Are they dumb? I mean, giving you the opportunity to raise 350K in, what, 48 hours? I mean, Trump got 7 million off his mugshot. I mean, it, everything seems to kind of go the wrong way. Are, are they serially dumb, these people, do you think? Well, we've trained them that way. They call you a racist for the last 30 years, and you you shut up because who wants to be a racist? They call you a bigot for the last 10, 15 years, and you shut up. You're embarrassed. You go away. You don't want people calling you names. The FBI calls you. You shut up. Like who? What kind of mom wants to be involved in the FBI? So we've trained them that these things work. Um, but I mean, the, what I mean is the people coming at you. You know, they're 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 getting the opposite result. They're trying to shut you down, but you're you you've got more support coming your way from their actions. It's yeah, but historically that that's worked is what I'm saying. Historically, oh, right. yeah, right. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, this is but not anymore. Correct. So, yeah, they the, have hit, hit the limit, right? Hit the limit. Yes. Yep. They've finally gone too far. Okay. Okay. So, well, that was going to be my next uh, thing with the website and, and all those connections you've got there, the, the size of it. Is there a wake-up, you know, a genuine wake-up going on? I believe so. I think At scale, uh, you know, to, to win over the situation, let's say. I think that parents are waking up. Unfortunately, not enough. We have a lot more work to do, uh, but we are not slowing down. We are full steam ahead. Uh, we have support. We have help. We have um, we have the drive, the commitment. These are our children. This is the future of our country, and so uh, we are not going to stop. So I, I, you know, I don't think we've quite reached the turning point yet. But I think you know we are gaining speed and momentum and strength as long as we don't, as long as we we don't stop. I think. Think we're going to do this you've got a, a huge um establishment there though in education all those people have like you say been trained in a particular way probably multiple generations now they've got to work their way through the system somehow and and sort of have be replaced by less radical thinkers yeah, and it's happening all the time. I mean, we in Berkeley County, South Carolina, we flipped the board completely. I think there's seven people on the school board. We took six of their school board seats in November of last year. They fired the superintendent right out of the gate the first night. They hired a new superintendent the same night. Um, you know, it it's just the way it's going to have to be done. And that superintendent's going to be held accountable for his staff not being radicalized. And it's going to take time. Don't get me wrong. Like, well, mm. this isn't... This, this took decades to get here and it's going to take decades to fix, but I think we are on the right path to doing it. Okay. For us down here in New Zealand, we're kind of dealing with similar things, um, you know, and we're maybe a little bit behind just sort of waking up to a few things. Now, what would your advice to parents be given what, you know, all, you know, how should they, um, I don't know, relate to a school or if they've got issues how would you go about it? Is there a delicate way to broach these things? We just straight into it. Absolutely. There is 100%. No, there's a delicate way to do all of this work. And one thing is that moms for Liberty, we do is we call ourselves joyful warriors because our kids are watching us. And if you're a mom or a dad, uh, you need to do this work in a way that you, that you can be proud that they're watching you to do it, which means you stand firm, you stand on your principles, but you don't need to tear people down. You don't need to be obnoxious. You don't need to ta attack. You don't need to lose your cool. Uh, you start, uh, by talking to your child's teacher. A lot of times you'll find common ground. Uh, a lot, you know, not everybody is radicalized. So start there if you have concerns. I've seen teachers all the time go, oh, I didn't realize, I didn't know, I didn't read that assignment that well before, that worksheet before I handed it out. 
um, you know, and then you you just work your way up the ladder. I'm not exactly sure. Do you guys have elected school boards in New Zealand? Um, yes, we do. Yeah, we have boards of trustees that are elected. Yeah, wonderful. So you work your way up there. You always try to to work with somebody first, but when they are, uh, you know. When they refuse to see or refuse to take action or refuse to do, that's when you have to escalate it and you have to work to replace them in your community. How long do you think you'll be doing this, Tina? I hope that we build such a strong organization that it doesn't need me <laughs> to, to, to run it forever. Uh, you know, my goal is to empower parents across the country, build this organization so that we are in all 3,000 counties in the United States um, and get people really to the point that they realize that they cannot go to sleep on public education again. They need to be watching it. And it's their responsibility as citizens and as parents to be doing that. And it's uh, momsforliberty.org if people want to go and visit your website. And Tina Deskovich, co-founder of Moms for Liberty, thanks for coming on and, and telling us about it. It's really interesting. Thank you. I appreciate the time. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.